Hey, Olivia. Hey, Ashley. Welcome to Drunk of the Book Club. A podcast for lonely drunk bookcasters. Yay! Cheers! Cheers. (laughs) What are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking some Sauvignon Blanc. Mm, Fancy. That's what my market had. (laughs) (laughs) What are you drinking? I'm having a gin and tonic. Surprise, surprise. I need to mix it up so I have, like, something a little bit more intriguing. Yeah. I need to uh, get myself some gin now that I'm mm. doing this whole thing. Yeah, gin is gin is legit. Yeah. White wine isn't too carby either, though. It's not so bad, no. But I like gin anyway, so it's yeah. good just to keep that on hand. Well, my thing is whenever, you know, you go out... And you want to get, like, a drinks or whatever. Like, bars and restaurants never have, like, diet tonic. They always yeah. look at you weird if you ask for diet tonic, which is, like, why is that a weird thing to ask? <laughs> why? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, people ask for Diet Coke all the time. Right. Good point. But, so, my, my plan is to ask for gin and soda. But mm-hmm. I need to start keeping, have you seen those little stevia drops? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I need to start keeping that in my purse so then I can just get a gin and soda, which I don't – I like a little sweetness, and I could just put okay. a drop in there. Nice. That works. I like gin and soda a lot. That tends to be what I order anyways. You're crazy. I, I need just that get it with a little bit of sweetness. Mm, yeah. Do lime slices have carbs? I don't know. If they do, I don't think – I'm not, I'm not going to count that. That's bullshit. Yeah, right? <laughs> If you have to count that, then no. It's not fucking worth it. And then my quartered lime slice. No. (laughs) Yeah, no. Good. Because I I can't have it without the lime. Ugh, but the lime is so good. Totally. Yeah, gin and soda without anything is like, I don't know, like, I just can't do the plain soda. It just, I mean, I love the taste of gin. I really do, but I just need a little bit of sweetness. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. yeah. Have those on hand. Um. Anyways, what did we read this this time? <laughs> uh, so we just finished reading The Glass Universe, how the ladies of the Harvard Observatory took the measure of the stars. Mm. The word the is in there four times. Five right. times includes the last universe. The, 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 the. You're right. Wait. I didn't realize that until I read it out loud. Yeah, but, it's a little clunky. Yeah. Huh. Dava? Dava? How do you think you say her name? I don't know. I've been saying Dava, but I'm assuming I'm wrong. No, I think Dava sounds right. That's what okay. I was thinking, at least. Okay. So, yeah, it's by Dava so- Sobel. Yeah. Uh, I really like this this photo of her. She looks what? She looks so like. Let me tell you about the ladies of the Harvard Observatory. (laughs) I have something to say. (laughs) That voice is actually really amazing for this photo. It works, right? Let me tell you. Let me tell you a little bit more about stars. 
Oh man, so good. <laughs> um, yeah, so this book is a nonfiction piece about a group of women. <laughs> Way to make it sound intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> about a group of women, uh, women computers, just back in the day when computers were humans. That was like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, that were responsible for doing a lot of the calculations um, to determine, I guess, the measure of the stars, but their brightness, their age, their heat, um, their finding similarities and differences, Mm -hmm. um, and just the women that were behind all of that that maybe weren't before documented as clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they took a lot of letters and diary entries and yeah. um, articles written about these women and kind of wrote around those. It was fun. It was really difficult for me to read. Yeah, I also had challenges just because, like, don't have the background knowledge. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I... I've always said that I've enjoyed reading about science, but I don't. I'm not good at testing in it. I'm not good at writing about it. Um, and so I did enjoy reading this, but to enjoy reading it, I was reading it so slowly. Me too. Track of the names and all of the different measuring techniques that they had come up with. And there's so many names, yeah. just to make that clear. There were so yes. many names. Um, and just, yeah, trying to keep track of what they're measuring, who's measuring it, what different constellations they're talking about, you know. It took me a while yeah. <laughs> to read through it. Yeah, and I feel like it's also going through time. And so, mm-hmm. like, sometimes I would lose track and be like, wait, who are the oh, who are the people? Okay, these are the people. Like, yeah. It wasn't like you're in one time period and it's all the same people. It's like slowly introducing more. Right. Yeah, it moves super quickly through time. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. I was noticing that each chapter seemed to be a little bit sneaky with that, where you start and you're like, okay, I kind of know what's going on, and then you'd finish it, and that's when they kind of bring in another group of people, typically. Yeah. But you're like, wait. I thought I was just reading about this person. I thought I was just reading about, like, this group of people. Yeah. Who are they? Yeah. It moved really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I was just, like, trying my damnedest to, like, get a grasp on, like, what they were measuring and stuff. But I I just don't have as much of a background knowledge. Also, (laughs) so I – so when we had this conversation about this book, we, Mm -hmm. we had been drinking all day long. Yeah. Because it was a beautiful Sunday, and we had started with, like, brunch mimosas and then moved to, like, lake drinks, and it was just, (laughs) you know, I was slightly impaired in terms of, like, conversationalism, I guess. Um, So I remember the conversation as Evan being, like, bashful about, like, oh, no, maybe you won't like it, and us being like, no, we'll totally like it. Like, we totally want to read this. But I was talking to Michael, um, like, a few days ago. And he was asking how I like the book. And I was like, it's kind of hard. And he's like, yeah, he warned you about that. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, 
Evan was saying, like, it's really hard. And he, Michael, Michael was saying that Evan was being very kind in sort of suggesting, like, if you don't have the background knowledge, it might be difficult. And I was like, no, he wasn't saying that. He was just, like, suggesting we might not like it. Like, we might like not like his choice. And Michael's like, no, you kind of took it as a challenge. And you were like, we can read it. And I was like, this is not how I remember it at all. I don't remember it like that either. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to like double check with Evan. We'll have to check with him because I texted or we were texting one day and I was like, I'm just like struggling to get through this book. And he was like, you don't like it? That was his only response. Interesting. When I said I was struggling and I was Mm. like, no, I do. It's just like hard. And he said but it was hard for him too because he was listening to it on tape. Oh. And so, like, trying to remember all the names and keep track of everything. That sounds really hard. Yeah, I agree. So I think Michael's crazy. All right, well, let's go with that. Because he was like, (laughs) you guys were kind of tipsy, and you were like, no, we can read it. And I was like, I don't remember it like that, but it could have been like that. (laughs) I remember us saying, like, no, we can read it, and, like, don't be ashamed of your book suggestion. That's how I felt, yeah. That's how I remembered it. Let's yeah. go with that one. I like it better. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely did have, have the experience where I was like, uh, I don't have all the background knowledge necessary for this. Like, I would be, like, reading it and rereading, like, paragraphs, like, wait, they're doing what with what? They're yeah. Doing, huh? <laughs> totally. I know. I think the first half of it took me so long because I was rereading and rereading. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll just get through it. Just get through it and figure it out later. Yeah. I'll say, as I tried to just read it and not struggle on things, it did start making more sense to me. Yeah. If I just let myself give into it and read it, it was was easier. But, yeah, at first, oh, my God, it took forever. Um, I had to just, like, tell myself, like, it's okay if you don't get every little nuance, but, like, get the broad strokes, and then I could move more quickly through the book. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, It was interesting also as it was moving so fast to see, like, the different events that were happening in history during this time. Mm Because, again, I got kind of stuck because I was trying so hard to figure out what they were talking about. Right. Just in that world of astronomy. And then there was World War One, and then World War Two, and 19th Amendment in there, like, all of the stuff was happening. I was like, oh, my God, what a huge time in our world yeah. while this is also happening. It was cool. Was, yeah. There was one, speaking of the uh, time periods. Oh, no, I didn't save it. I saved the wrong thing. Damn it. Um, I loved how, what I was going to say was that I loved how um, it kind of shed a light on the time period, especially around, like, when World War One was just starting and then later on, like, after it had ended, how mm-hmm. the scientific community was really trying to be unified. Right. And it was interesting because they had to, like, change the location of one of their conventions because they were like, oh, no, like, war is breaking out. And then after the fact, they were like, we want to welcome, like, German astronomers back into the fold after World War One. And they kind of had, like, political pushback from outsiders outside of their astronomy community. Um, Right. But they were like, 
no, these astronomers, like, were trying to, like, work with us during the time period of the war. They weren't supporting, like, Germany's agenda. Like, they're just scientist folks. Like, let's bring them back in. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I did, too. It's cool. It was really cool. I also thought, um, what was, was it Miss, Mrs. Draper who was saying it, where, was it one of the other women, who they kept repeating that in the creation of these, um, like, environments and also, like, as they would create different um, awards, mm-hmm. that it was very important that all of these different environments and awards were to be open to people of all races, um, how it's people of people of all races, nationalities, and sexes. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was really amazing also for that time for this woman to make that one of the priorities. Yeah. And to acknowledge that science and astronomy is about the world and the heavens mm-hmm. and not about anything else. Yeah. That was either that was Draper really- or Bruce. I also thought that was awesome. Yeah. It also really sort of brought home to me the way that, like, the pursuit of knowledge mm-hmm. and research, all of this always depends on money, and the people who are bringing in the money are, you know, people with their own agendas, ostensibly, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, thinking about all of this knowledge that was gained through this research and how at certain points, remember, I don't know if you remember, but like Dra- Mrs. Draper was like, as she was sort of low on money, I guess. And she was like, well, how much of the money, I've never asked you this before, but like, I'm not asking for an itemized list, but I want to make sure that like my money is only being used for like these certain things. And I thought that was super interesting. And it really like kind of brought it home, the idea that like, the money that goes toward research, like, I always think of this in terms of, like, corporations. Like, I hear a research study, I'm like, well, which corporation funded that? But, like, even, you know, from the beginning of, of of time, but also including this time period in the book, it's like, it depends on whoever's funding it, what questions get asked, because they're pushing those questions, right? Right, totally. It's interesting. Yeah, I do remember that part. That was kind of funny. She's yeah. like, um, so... <laughs> Let's talk about this. Yeah. She's like, "Mm, not trying to be mean or anything, but... Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. It was also because time moved so quickly, and this was late 1800s, early 1900s. Certain people died earlier. It was also heartbreaking as you're getting closer to the end, and it's just, like, people dropping off, like, one after the other after the other. Just like... Oh, God. I know. Horrible. All the people who you're, like, you would come to, like, care for, and they're just like, oh, and then so-and-so died. And then so-and-so got sick and died. And then so-and-so got sick and dead. <laughs> right. And then was it, um, Pickling? Pickler? Picklinger? Whatever. Pickering? Pickering, thank you. <laughs> um. Picklinger? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, where they, with him, they were like, Suddenly, Mr. Pickering felt tired as he walked up the steps and needed help getting back to his home. Then he died of pneumonia. He was just fine and then felt tired going upstairs and then died. I know. I also felt like all of these, whenever it was like, who who was sick a lot? Like, 
Miss Leave It, she was sick a lot, and I was just like expecting her to die every single time. They're like, and then she got sick, and I was like, oh, this is the one, because everybody's just like dying of random sicknesses. They're just like, oh, yeah, took a cold and then died. Right. I know. Ugh. So much death back then. <laughs> and there was like one line, too, where they're like, she was a spry 53. I, I know. Like, oh. <laughs> That's so old. I know. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. I also loved, um, what was his name? Who was like in Jamaica, just like, oh, yep, yeah. Mars has farms. Yep. <laughs> on the moon. I, it's like is a bunch of people live on the moon. <laughs> I had to mark that and I totally forgot I was looking for it <laughs> while you were trying to call me. <laughs> That was so funny. He was just, like, so sure. And they were just, like, whatever, let him be down there. Let him, like, have the – let him have the um, telescope. He's just, like, publishing papers, like, every once in a while. Like, oh, yeah, I found more canals. (laughs) Because, like, his whole thing, because he thought that he could view the stars down there, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then – well, like, they're saying that, I was like, in Jamaica, where there's, like, rainstorms? That doesn't make any sense. And then he finds out he can't, so he's like, oh, no, I am meant to look at the moon the whole time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. It comes out, yeah. Like, the life on Mars and the green algae or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And he was, like, so particular about it. Yeah, that was so funny. Oh, my God. And they were just like, let him do what he do, I guess. <laughs> Which, like, I want his life. <laughs> that sounds awesome. They give you the funding. He had, like, a yearly salary that sounded, like, decent for where he lived. And he just, like, right. was like, yep, the moon, the Mars, everything. Stars. <laughs> totally fun. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Shoot. Where was that? That makes me sad that I didn't mark it. Because, yeah, I read that and I was just like... What? <laughs> like, this guy. He was so funny. I loved, I just loved how Pickering was, you know, his his whole thing was like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make sure that these women who I work with, who are doing good things, get recognized. Like, he was just like constantly right. trying to get, you know, Fleming her accolades and right. constantly trying to like get people to... To see what's going on. And then, and then taken over by, what's his name? Uh, Shapely. Yeah. And then Shapely's like, oh yeah, like, make sure that in our, like, annuals that the women are, they're, they got their byline. Like, he just took yeah. it even one step further. And I was like, oh, yay. I know. I thought that was really great. And Real I, that came out, too, when they were going over uh, Pickering's obituaries. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, he was the most generous, kind man, like, always, like, encouraging growth and development yeah. in a very natural way. I just thought, yeah, he was awesome. great. Also, I thought it was really interesting, Antonia Mori. Uh-huh. She yeah. was an interesting character to me. Or, she's like a person. She's an interesting person <laughs> to me. Because um, it was like, I don't know, like, I got the feeling that, She was, I wish I would have marked some of these spots. But, like, she came in, she was, like, you know, super awesome at her job. She, like, worked super hard to develop this new classification system. And then is like, all right, I'm going to Europe. See ya. And 
It's like, well, okay, but you have a year to get this done. And then she doesn't get it done. So, like, I don't know. I, I kind of got the feeling that it was, like, on the one hand, she was annoying people because she was kind of, like, rich girl who, like, doesn't follow through. But on the other hand, she was actually, like, really, really good at her job. And then later on, they were like, oh, you know, she's just off there, like, teaching and doing random star talks. And I just, like, couldn't get a handle for, like, what what her, like, how everybody felt about her. Right. Well, and also, so she was... Um, the Draper's niece, right? Yeah. Her and her sister. And she didn't left anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was the other one. I was like, why yeah. was that? That was, like, notable. Yeah. And then towards the end, too, I feel like, and I don't remember who the conversations were between, but when they, in that same general area where they're like, oh, yeah, she's just off doing this, and they're like, well, you know, she's a little off that one. Yeah. But if you meet her and you want her to do this, fine. But, like, she's off. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. So, yeah. That was weird. That too. I was like, I wonder what her deal is or what everyone else's deal is. Yeah. With well, her. So- but that definitely stood out when she didn't get left anything. Yeah. When Draper died. That was really weird. Yeah. Interesting. All those photos were cool in the middle of the book too. I know. I always like being able to see. Yeah. Like Pickering didn't look anything like I imagined. No. Yeah. I, like, pictured him as this, like, tall, skinny guy, and instead he's, like, stout with, like, major facial hair. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then I noticed in that one, too, oh, yeah, Antonia in that photo, I'm just like, she also doesn't really seem like she fits in with this group. Which photo are you looking at? She's in the plaid. It's the four women. Sitting with two children. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Out on the side, like something about her stood out in that photo hmm. too, where like my attention got drawn to her. Yeah. And then that's her. And then her sister on the far left. So I don't know. Like for some reason, she stood out to me there. Also, it's interesting that the woman she's next to isn't named. Yeah, that's weird. Um. And then just reading all that stuff about her too. Yeah, I don't know. Very interesting person. Right. Like. It was also interesting because a lot of these women were single, right? Mm-hmm. Mrs. Fleming had been married but, like, was widowed and was single. Like, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, the author mentioned this at the end, like, that only towards the end of the book where we get to, like, closer to the modern day where mm-hmm. women were women able to, like, be astronomers, have this job, and also have, like, a husband and right. children and, like, a domestic life. And so, like, for much of the book, it's, like, these women who are working so hard that they are, like, fully focused on themselves. Mm-hmm. But I also, like, little question in my mind is, like, how many of them maybe were, like, queer women, like, not straight? Mm-hmm. And so maybe that was some of it, too? Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that, too. But I was also just wondering what these environments were during that time that they were able to and allowed to go that far into schooling, even by, like, their parents. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like, you know, many women were given that opportunity to go that far into their schooling and then to go on to a career. Right. Like, what led to all of this? Like, yeah, A, are they able to pick this kind of career path that takes up a lot of their time because they are queer and that's not acceptable at the time? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're not going to get married 
anyway so they could have time to invest in this. Right. Or, I don't know, I just felt like I wanted to know what that connection between all these women were that had that opportunity to do this. Well, they all, like, definitely seem to come from, like, wealthy homes because they could afford to, like, work for nothing for a while and then also all of them were, like, jetting off to Europe all the time. I know. But then also, I think they were all, like, really brilliant because they're just, like, you know, they're moving further in their education than, like, basically anybody else in their field. And they're, like, creating all this new shit. And I'm reading about this feeling like a total dummy because I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) What are they doing? Like, that sounds really hard. (laughs) But Um, um, I think they were also just, like, really brilliant people. Right. Yeah. It was really interesting. Looking at the negative plate in Mm -hmm. that photo as well, Mm -hmm. um, it's just unbelievable that they can look at this photo that looks like someone sprayed paint onto it and see stars. I know. That looks like nothing to me. I I was like, what? I I know. That's another thing that I was just, like, thinking about as... I was reading it, too, where they're talking, like, brightness and, like, thinking yeah. about the fact that they're looking at, like, negatives. I don't know. And they're, like, having to figure it out by comparison or, like, memory or just, like, after a certain point, they said that, like, Annie Cannon just, like, did it. She just, like, knew it. Right. I was like, holy crap. That's insane. I couldn't believe it. I know. I still can't looking at it. And then looking at photos, too, and, I mean, it's probably different for photos, but I'm like, also, none of these women are wearing glasses. How do they spend so much time staring at such small things for some of these women are doing this for 30 years? Yeah. It sounds so exhausting. And their sight doing that. That's true. That's really true. Also, I looked at these photos, like, where it comes in in the text, which is, like, halfway through the book. And I was yeah. like, they're so old. But then I was like, oh, but they're not that old at this part in the story yet. <laughs> I was just like, right. you? I was like, what? So much older I know, than I, I imagined. That too with Leave It. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, look, she has gray hair. <laughs> I know, yeah. And she had like just entered the story at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but also, kind of, I guess that comes back to what you're saying about how the time moves so quickly. It was just mm-hmm. like, one second, it was like, this young graduate from Wellesley so suddenly was like, the elder stateswoman of the group. And I was like, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. I just loved their camaraderie, and it was cool. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, I was talking to my mom about it earlier, or a couple days ago or something. Mm-hmm. Again, about how, like, as someone who's always said, like, I like reading about science. And I feel like I say this about a lot of books, but uh-huh. I wish that I had countless time to read this. Mm-hmm. Um, that this is maybe not the best book for me to read for something that has a deadline. Yeah, that's because true. Because I felt pressured to kind of get through it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I missed... Well, I mean, I think I generally grasped the concept, but, right. like... I wish I had more time to sit there, like, with a computer also and yeah. research everything and see what's going on. Yeah. And I feel uh, like this book is not the kind of thing that you can just, like, put down and pick up randomly. Like, uh-huh. I felt like I had to have, like, a good chunk of time. And I wanted to, like, read it, like, a full chapter at uh-huh. a time. 
because yeah. like stopping in the middle was confusing to me and just felt like incomplete. Yeah. I could not stop in the middle of the chapter at all because so much happens within the chapters. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like the chapters titles only apply to like maybe the first couple pages. Yeah. Chapter. So if, even if you're trying to look at that as like a jogger for what you're reading, doesn't help. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, you definitely have to read it chapter by chapter for sure. I totally agree. But I, I mean, it was really fascinating. I know. It made me, like, so appreciative of all of the hard work that they did and then also made me, like, so thankful that I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> also, just imagining, like, all of the traveling that they had to do back before there was airplanes. I know. Everything about this job sounded stressful, but also the waiting. <laughs> I know. It. I was just like, this... I, I know for sure that I wouldn't, nope, this would not have been a good job for me. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. But, you know, it seemed like a great environment. Yeah. And I think it's really amazing that in the mid to late 1800s and early 1900s, there was this environment for women to work in with a supportive team. I mean, I'm sure that there was difficulties along the way, but overall supportive team. Yeah. Um, it's really amazing. It was so cool too. I mean, it was just like, they weren't just like, oh, you're a good worker, but like they were experts in this burgeoning field. That was amazing. Right. And was it Pickering too, who kept trying to get one of the women nominated for Mm -hmm. that award and it kept getting denied? Like they were actively working. The men in the field are actively working to get the women recognition. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, for instance, when they were, like, you know, trying to get the Harvard president to uh, give these women these positions, and he's like, a woman will never get that position. Never! If I die, and it was just, like, obviously there were a lot of hurdles um, and a lot of, like, horrible, horrible men. Hashtag not all men. But, um... (laughs) But, like, there were these, like, few dudes who were awesome. And I was just like, yay. Yeah, it was really great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hashtag not all men. <laughs> um, yeah. Good book. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, Thanks. it was hard, but I liked it. Yeah. So difficult. And this was definitely a book, like, I like reading in bars. With, I like reading where there's sound. Mm-hmm. This book where I had to sit in my house <laughs> with no sound on, no music, <laughs> and just read it. Every, like, it was too easy for me to get distracted reading this because I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I couldn't, if there's any sound happening, I could not dive into it. No, I totally agree with you. Like, I had to be outside and, like, away from my phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd just be, like, in silence, no distraction, mm-hmm. full concentration. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, but good recommendation. Yeah, totally. Thank you, Evan. Thank you, Evan. We finished it. We got through it. We did it. <laughs> um, are we reading that book that Lindsay recommended? What was it? How, How to Weep in Public, Jacqueline Novak's book. Right. She was a comedian who was on Two Dope Queens. Ooh, that's our next book then. Cool. Cool. Perfect. So, dear drunkers, get on it. Get on it. How to weep in public. public.
We'll be talking about it. I'm excited for it. Me too. Excited for a book by a comedian. It'll be a nice little break after this book. <laughs> yeah, I think, yes. It's good to have the, like, back and forth. The balance. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, where can they find us? Y'all can find us on Twitter, Instagram. Those are the two, right? Yeah. <laughs> Our social media. Uh, you yeah. can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Drunk of the Book. You can find us at drunkofthebook.com. And you can email us at drunkofthebook at gmail.com. And check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave reviews. Leave some love. Comment. Send us book suggestions. Shout out to... Um, who are the people who have given us book suggestions so far? Alberto? Alberto Esti. Um, Evan. from Instagram or just in general? In general. Evan. Now our friend Lindsay. Melina. Melina. Is that it? Is that it? Point is, it's not a very long list. So you could be on that list too. Give us a book suggestion. We will read it. We yes, will chat we- about it. And maybe you could be a guest on our podcast if you want to chat about it, too. We would love to have a guest. Yeah. It would be delightful. Multiple guests. All the guests. <laughs> All the guests. Woo! <laughs> um, yeah. Please send suggestions. Yeah. So happy. Much appreciated. Let's, Let's get, get reading. reading. Cool. Cool. <laughs>